the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You know, many folks tend to take a look at the Old Testament and think, well, that's old guard. We're under New Testament rules. It's all grace. So we'll see today, the book of Exodus provides many cross-references in the New Testament. Join us. It's been said that the Old Testament is a shadow of Christ revealed in the New Testament. And that is exactly the truth that we are exploring today. We are in Exodus chapter 24, but along the way, there are many cross-references to clarify what we are seeing in the Old Testament here in Exodus out of, say, John, Galatians. We'll also spend time in Hebrews and Judges as well as Ephesians chapters 2 and 4, 1 Corinthians 12. It's all in front of us as we explore this marvelous passage of Scripture, Exodus 24, verses 1 through 18, and they saw God. Here's Pastor Jessica Stand with today's Way of Grace. The whole leadership of Israel is being called near to God. And the reason why is God wants to show us something about the hierarchy of government its privileges and its responsibilities. And you and I want to actually now engage that so we can understand the gospel because this parallels to the New Testament. It's very easy for us to see it shortly. So under point number two, sub point B, secondly, they were called representatively. They were called, as I said, not as an indistinguishable democratic mob running up on God like they tried to do at the Ten Commandments at the Mount Sinai. Remember that? They wanted to run up on God. God said, no, Moses, you better tell these fools I'll kill them right away. (laughs) Isn't that what he said? I've already showed you the love of God is conditional. We'll see that when I come back in Exodus chapter 33, because God plainly told Moses, I'll wipe them out and I'll start all over again with you. That's because they're going to do the very thing that God told them not to do, make a golden calf. We're not there yet. Here where we are now is actually understanding how God demands that we understand hierarchical authority. Hierarchical authority which this Marxist, socialist, neo-socialist system is seeking to destroy. And starting in the home. So notice what the text says here over in verse 10. And they saw the God of what? And there was under his feet, as it were, a paved work of sapphire stone, and as it were, the body of heaven in its clearness. And upon the nobles... Uh, noble children of Israel, he laid not his hand. Also, they saw God and did eat and drink. I'm going to unpack that in our third point. The Lord said unto Moses, come up to me into the mount and be there. 
This is the time where Moses is going to hang out for 40 days. Come thou up into the mount and be there. Now notice he didn't call Joshua because Joshua is going to stay down at the lower edges of the height of the mount waiting on Moses. Moses is a picture of Jesus. Jesus ascends to the throne of God after the work of redemption is done. That's why the blood has already been shed. Y'all got that? Joshua sits underneath Jesus, underneath Moses, to minister to Moses when Moses comes down. Notice what the text goes on to say in verse uh, 13. And Moses rose up and his minister Joshua went up to the mount and he said unto the elders, this is what Moses said, you guys stay here. See it? You guys tarry here for us until we come again unto you. And behold, Aaron and Ur are with you. If any man have any matter to do, let him come to them. So notice that the whole Sanhedrin, along with the priesthood, is down at the lower level. The second tier up is Moses and Joshua. Moses will separate from Joshua and go all the way up into the presence of God. Y'all got that? That's called a hierarchy. Inherent in Joshua already is an elevated status, is it not? This is the man that all through the wilderness is going to be impeccably obedient to God. This is the man that knows what it means to be second in command. This is what Jesus was in his whole ministry, was he not? I came not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me and to do his work. I didn't come to speak my own words. I didn't come to act my own way. I came to represent my father. That is a father-son paradigm. The son is never the father or else the father is never the father. And the son is never the son. We never violate or confound those categories, do we? The father is always cardinal one. The son is cardinal two. They are equal in nature, subordinate in relationship, necessarily so. So it is why we are arguing, don't let this hell-bound generation destroy what we call the organic structure of the Imago day. Don't let it happen. Don't let it happen because if they will, if they can, they will, and you'll lose a true understanding of who God is. See what I'm getting at? Right? No. Yes. It's clear. There's a hierarchy to the structure. There's a hierarchy. And so you guys are, are dealing with the ubiquitous argument against patriarchy everywhere on the planet. Every time you turn around, the godless patriarchy, the patriarchy, the toxic patriarchy. And that's an attempt on the part of the Marxists to use a pejorative to blind you to the hierarchy of God. Did I make some sense? And, and tolerate your loved ones who fall prey to the delusion. Because they just don't know no better. See, when Jesus hung on the cross and they killed Jesus, they were really trying to kill the father. We know this because the Israelites had already apostatized and said, we have no king but Caesar, which means they were already worshiping pagan gods. They were doing the same thing to Jesus that they wanted to do to Moses. Kill him too. Because our hearts are always trying to go back to Egypt. Egypt is very alluring, okay? And it has a pseudo framework of a false gospel paradigm in it as well with Isis and Horus and Osiris. Do you hear me? 
and seven other false gods that are part of the family of the Sun God, the Sun God. It's important for you to know that we are dealing with a spiritual battle and many of our Westerners are returning back to Egyptology as I speak, especially black folk. As I speak. And if you can actually trace out their language and trace out their doctrine, you can see that they are inflating and exalting our women to actually be gods. Am I making some sense? Now, the moment you buy it, you might as well take the book of the covenant and throw it away. Because you can't hold this book and that doctrine too. Because the Bible's clear that God made man first, then the woman. And he brought her out of the man so that they are equal in nature, distinct in person, subordinate in roles. Right now. If you abandon that hierarchy with the man and the woman, you are going to lose the gospel. You are going to lose the gospel. And I see lots of people losing the gospel right before my eyes, trying to conflate paganism with the Bible. Even at the scientific level, they are asserting that the woman is the one alone who can give life even without a man. This is where my young people who are in the medical industry need to understand. They have been also corrupted by these false doctrines at the scientific and the biological level. And so some of you guys that are creeping down those laborants, you need to be discerning about some of that stuff that's appealing to you about female deity, matriarchal deity, because they're lying. But you got to know the lie. You can't just say, I believe it's a lie. You got to know why they are lying because many of them are PhDs and doctors and scientists as well. Are you hearing me? And they will come at you with data and information and overwhelm you if you don't know how to deconstruct false papers. If you don't know how to deal with all of these articles and these, this, this literature coming out of these different groups and demonstrate the fallacy of it, you will buy it as a wholesale truth and it will be nothing but a lie. That's extremely important. See, so what you don't know is happening in our culture is for many, many decades now, they have been swapping the truth out for a lie at the historical, at the biological, at the sociological level, at the economic level, across the whole systems, there are tons of lies that have been already embedded into our educational system. Right, through your precepts do I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. Right, it's so very important for you to see that this is why the church is completely riddled through with paralysis because it has failed to pick up on these ancient heresies that have taken on new external forms. These are old heresies, fundamentally Gnosticism. Okay? Old heresies, the church used to battle in the third and fourth and fifth century and overcame them, and now they have emerged again and have dominated our society. This is why... Western Christianity and Western culture is on its way to hell right now. The nations that forget God will be turned into hell. And that's what we're experiencing. And what God is doing with Israel is bearing record to who he really is by calling them near. Did y'all get that? Bearing record to who he is and bearing record to who he is by calling them near. Um, Bring it up just a tad um, on the heat side. Notice what it says here. 
uh, in our text. He says over in, um, I'm, I'm moving a bit, need to get back to our text. Here now the children of Israel themselves are watching something that is worth our uh, observation in terms of what just happened with the leadership being led all the way up to the mount to hang out with God because the rest of the millions of the people did not go. They had to hang out and, and just hear from the elders. Notice what it says. And so we read over in verse in verse 15, and Moses went up into the mount and a cloud covered the mount and the glory of the Lord abode upon the mount Sinai and the cloud covered it. How many days? And the seventh day he called Moses out of the midst of the cloud. So for seven days, the whole mountain is shrouded in the presence of the Lord. Moses is up there. Joshua's up there. Aaron is up there. The 70 elders are in the what? Cloud. Y'all got that? They're in the cloud kind of enjoying fellowship with God for six days. And on the seventh day, God says, all right, fellas, I just want to spend some time with Moses. I want you to see this next verse before I unpack point number three, because point number three is what I want to deal with with you. Notice what it says over in verse uh, 17. And the sight of the glory of the Lord was like devouring fire on the top of the mount in the eyes of the what? So the children of Israel down at the bottom were watching the ascent of the elders, were they not? They were down at the, the children of Israel didn't get to get called up, did they? No. So they're watching from a distance, aren't they? They're watching from a distance the ascent of the elders. They don't know because the elders are in the cloud that there was a separation between the 70, a separation between the priesthood, a separation between Joshua and Moses. All they know is they see the fire on the top of the mountain and they know this was the God that spoke with us a few weeks ago when he gave us the 10 words. They know God is present, don't they? They know God is present. What is the lesson here that God is teaching us? He's teaching us that leadership is called into a deeper, more profound, much more tangible, concrete experience of God's grace so that they can pass it down to the common people because the people asked for mediation. Am I making sense? The people asked for mediation. Moses, don't let God talk to us. You tell us. So now what God is doing is drawing the whole leadership near to God, but everybody can't reach the heights that Moses does. Okay, and so this is New Testament language too, in order for us to overcome again the false notion that we, the church is called to a kind of democratic process, which would mean that, you know, every one of us can prophesy. Every one of us can have visions and dreams, dreams. Our women can be preachers too. They can be pastors and elders and deacons. This is amazing. So you've heard those arguments for decades. Haven't I taught you? Now notice how our culture is completely uh, blurring the lines of distinction between men and women to accommodate that kind of democratic, indiscriminate process of relationship. Are y'all keeping up with me? So we've been fighting this battle for decades. And men who capitulate to women taking that that hierarchical role have submitted to the devil. And families that have done the same thing have submitted to the devil. 
And you would hear from them many years ago, we're not trying to take y'all place. We're not trying to take y'all place. Yes, you are. You're alive from hell. You're trying to take God's place. See, because the Marxist system uses lies. It always lies. I remember debating. You guys know my dear friend Brandon, the homosexual. I would debate him for years. And share with him the fallacy of his assumption that it's all right to to practice homosexuality. And I told him that same-sex marriage is just one step in a rung of advancements that would ultimately occur. So today we're going after the kids because our, our judicial system wants to lower the age of sexual consent to 11 years old. Uh, you guys are going, oh, you should have been doing that 15 years ago. You go, oh, you should have been doing that 15 years ago when I warned us. Am I making some sense? Now it's all on top of us. I am so afraid, and I'm using that word uh, advisedly because I'm not trembling. I am just super concerned in a minute you won't be able to do anything about it. Right? There's a point at which God gave Israel up. He gave them up. Do you understand that? He gave them up to all of the perversions that they allowed to occur in the land of Canaan that God says, I sent you in there to extirpate all of those bad practices. He gave them up to them. Next thing you know, the homosexuals was in the church. They were called sodomite houses. I taught you that. They, they, they established sodomite houses in the, in the temple. This is your neo-Catholic Old Testament foreshadow of where we are today. Not just the Catholics, it's going on in the, in the Protestant churches too. And it's certainly going on in your secular church called the school system. It's nothing but a religion now. All the kids in your public schools are being catechized. All the kids in your public schools are being catechized. There's nothing about their education that is not being shrouded by a dogmatic system of ideology. Did you hear what I just stated? All your children are being catechized by this secular system. Not some, all of them. Every one of your children is being taught to buy the lie. And there's no way that you are going to successfully overcome that in their heart by you talking to them a few minutes a week when they get those diabolical teachers for 40, 50 hours a week. It will not happen. You will lose your children, ladies and gentlemen, to hell. You're going to lose them. I know it hurts, it's the truth. Now, the reason why you and I are looking at this experience of God drawing the Israelite the leaders closer to God is because if leadership could ever understand the privilege of being close to God, they'd be willing to die for God, for the people. If leadership knows what it means to know the true and the living God in the reality of the fullness of fellowship with God, then they would never sell the people out to a false God. If husbands knew God as they ought to know God, they would never sell the children out to a false God. They'd rather lay down their life than to cause their children to lose their true identity. You hearing me? This text is clear to me. It's absolutely abundantly clear. All the people are way back there 
They see God way up there and here 70 plus the priesthood plus Moses and Joshua are drawing near to God. And let's now look at what they see. Look at what they see. This is point number three, a transcendent view of the king of glory. That third point was by design. A transcendent view of the king of glory. It's by design. I didn't say a transcendent view of God, though he is. I said a transcendent view of the king. Of the king of glory. And we've asserted it forever. If you ever have a proper view of God, he's not some old man sitting up there in a rocking chair. No time in the Bible has the heavens been opened and the true and the living God has been revealed and he has not been revealed as a sovereign monarch. Which means he is a king. And if nobody knows God as king, his children should. If nobody knows him as monarch, as ruler, as sovereign, as king, his children should. Now watch this. If God is king, if he is the king of glory, if he is the Lord of lords, if he is the master of the universe, if he's sovereign God almighty, then there is no other authority that we submit to but the authority of our king and our master. So when you act like God is nothing but another politician for whom you are simply asking for things to give you, because this pseudo system of socialism is always promising to give you things. If you would know, you got to be their slave. You got to be their slave. This is why Americans are slaves. This is why on the dollar in God we trust was one of the biggest lies we could ever have perpetrated by an icon. It's in the dollar we trust. And now that that God like Dagon is about to fall, you're getting ready to see all kind of people have fits. Because our comfort has been in the almighty dollar. Rather than the true and the living God. Y'all keeping up with me? Let me continue because I want you to see it. It's so important. The optic here is anthropomorphical. I've taught you that before. God is constantly showing us himself through us. Because that's the only way we can comprehend the invisible, impenetrable, unapproachable, incomprehensible God. He's not comprehensible. He's not penetrable. He's infinite. He's invisible. If he doesn't accommodate us in a manifestation of himself that corresponds with who we are, we have no grounds of being able to relate to him. Did that make some sense? And so once again, what the elders and what Moses and what Joshua saw was a glorious God sitting on his throne. Y'all got that? time to teach you a few things. I know my time has been up, 
Subpoint A, a visual of God's translucence. A visual of God's translucence. Listen to what the text says. The text tells us over in verse number 10, and they saw the God of Israel. You see that? And there was under his feet. Now, do you understand what we're getting ready to do? We're getting ready to understand the position of God over his people so that the only thing they see are his feet. Well, you have been listening to Way of Grace with Pastor Jesse Gastand from Grace Bible Church here in Hayward. If you have questions or comments about the program, maybe you would like to learn more about us here at Grace Bible Church in Hayward. Reach out to us by simply calling 510-886-9782, or you can visit our website, grace-bible.com. That's grace-bible.com. Sunday services here at the church are 1030 in the morning. Friday evening is our Friday evening Bible study at 630. And man, we've got friends of the ministry from all over the Bay Area who join us for this Friday night Bible study. It is an amazing time of God's Word and sweet fellowship in Christ. 6.30 in the evening, Tuesdays, our prayer time and a short Bible study as well. These meetings, again, the directions and information of which you can find at our website, grace-bible.com, or by calling 510-886-9782. This program continues to air here on this radio station and on the World Wide Web because you partner with us financially and prayerfully. Thank you for your support. No gift is too small. No gift is too large. And you can either give on a monthly basis or it's a one-time gift. It is all tax deductible. And again, the biggest part of your partnership with us is that we get to continue ministering the gospel of grace here in the Bay Area and all over the world. Consider that as you contact us and join us again next time for another broadcast of Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stan. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.